Hello and welcome to Ad Creeps, the podcast where we dissect and correct the TV ads that raised us, phased us, and amazed us. I'm Dee and I'm here with my best friend, Al. It's Al. It's Al. Al's here. <laughs> Al is here. That's me. Al, I have a question for you. Yeah? We've been podcasting together for... Oh, yeah. How long? A long, a long ass Three, time. Three, and then seven years, and then yeah, it's seven, a long, eight, nine, long time. Ten, almost ten years. That can't possibly. It, it has to be. That, no. I have a question that's very <laughs> existential. I heard this on another podcast, and I thought this was really interesting. Okay. And I want you could be truthful, or you could just you know be funny because we're goof 'em ups. Do you think we would be better friends <laughs> if we didn't podcast or not? Like, I think we're better friends because, because we, we podcast. podcast. That's what I have the yeah. feeling, too. <laughs> it gives us a chance to share our, our intimate stories, not just with each other, but with the world. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I appreciate that. The normalcy of us telling really shitty stories to one another. <laughs> like, having the booking a time every other week to share like internet knowledge with one another <laughs> I think has made our friendship bloom. Oh, absolutely. I also think our uh podcast banter yeah translate to us being absolute ass chats. <laughs> <laughs> Our bits, our real life bits, yeah, are just like hyper focused. They really are. We've really like sort of honed in on it. We sure have. And I, I, I think also the previous podcast that we did, yeah, uh, I think was maybe a form of trauma bonding. Uh, you know what? <laughs> I think I think we learned some stuff, and now we're like being fruitful with it. Yeah, we're yeah. being so fruitful. <laughs> I'm f- hey, I'm fucking full of fruit. I'm full of fruit. <laughs> I did. I had did have an apple hazelnut galette, so I am a little bit full of fruit. What galette for breakfast? Yeah, your uh, our producer got. Oh, you got the snacks. I got the snacks. Oh wow, yeah, our producer got us coffee and snacks, and yeah. we're ready to go. We're ready to go. You ready for some fluffs? Give me fluffs. Some fluffs and stuffs. This is a podcast, or sorry, this is an episode where I had an ad, and I was desperate for a story. <laughs> Give me a fluffer nutter. I'm gonna oh. <laughs> rude. Jason Everman began his childhood in a two-room cabin just outside of Kodiak, Alaska. His family home was remote, with the closest neighbors, like, hours away. Okay. As a kid, he had a pet ocelot named Kia. Well, you can't. (laughs) That's not allowed. There's no other information about this. (laughs) simply not allowed. (laughs) Now, ocelots, I thought, okay, you you have a, you know, you're out out in the middle of Alaska and uh, the ocelot, but an ocelot ain't- That's not where they live. Ain't from Alaska. (laughs) Just have an ocelot. It's a big kitty cat. It's a big, that's a big kitty cat. (laughs) Why, I don't understand. There's this thing about like people having, well, ocelots, but what are the other cats that are kind of partly wild? Savannah cats? Yeah. I don't get that. I don't either. Get a dog. I think. Just get a fucking dog. You want a cat that can go outside with you and, like, can rip up your place? Just get a they dog. Want, they want to go on safari in their home. <laughs> ah, safari. <laughs> home life was rocky. When he was a toddler, his mother left his father and moved with the kids to Washington State, eventually settled in Polsbro, just across the Puget Sound from Seattle. Polsbro is, um, like... A touristy, oh. um, like German town. Oh, and there's like they sell pre- like they lived way outside of it again in like a rural area. Uh-huh. But like when you go, it's like pretzels. Yeah, lots of pretzels. Think of like what's the little German kid from The Simpsons? Oh, Gunter, Dieter. Is it Dieter or Gunter? I don't know. <laughs> it's a real Dieter Gunter situation. There. <laughs> it's very, it's very cute. It's very Aww. cutesy. Uh, but they lived way outside of there. 
Uh, again, like this very remote. They were like off the grid. I'd fuck up a pretzel. I would love a big pretzel. This is a big, soft, golden pretzel. Like, and it's just kind of buttery. And you cut some like hard rock <gasps> salt on there. And some. Well, you're not a mustard boy, but I. Love I am not a mustard. Honey man. mustard. It's just a honey. I'll mustard. take a honey mustard. Honey mustard. Or the, like, plastic cheese dip? No. No? No. Are you a hard pretzel boy or a soft pretzel? I'm a soft pretzel yeah. boy. I like a nude soft pretzel. A, nu- a nude? A nude soft pretzel. Just with pretzel. rock salt. Yeah. And butter. Yeah. Oh. That golden skin. <laughs> this is my boyfriend, a soft pretzel. <laughs> <laughs> We're in love. <laughs> His mother remarried, this time to a former Navy serviceman. Everman's half-sister, who grew up with him in Washington, recounted that his new life was uh, with her and um, mm-hmm. Jason uh, was extremely difficult. Quote, mother was extremely depressed, an artistic genius who was also a pill-popping alcoholic. Jason and I learned to walk on eggshells and really learned to take care of ourselves. And I guess the ocelot as well. <laughs> But it was still there. I assume. Like, what do you do with an ocelot when you move? You don't release it. No, but you also shouldn't have one. No, you really shouldn't have one. When I told my students that you can buy a tiger for like 500 bucks. Don't tell them that. Well, not from up here, but down in the States. That blew their mind. They're going to do it. No, they're not going to buy a tiger. What are they going to do with it? I don't know. In their fancy car. If you have $500, you can buy a lot of animals you shouldn't have. If you have $500, you could help me pay my rent. (laughs) Or an ocelot. (laughs) What's more utilitarian? (laughs) Got you there, huh? Great question. After an incident when Jason and a friend blew up a toilet with an (laughs) M80 firecracker. (laughs) Classic kid shit. Hell yeah. His grandmother stepped in to put him in childhood therapy sessions. So the grandma... The mom was kind of distanced, but the grandmother was really involved in Jason's life. Okay. Uh, during these sessions, Everman's counselor supported him through music therapy in hopes of having him open up. Jason took to the guitar, first playing with his therapist during his sessions, and then playing in several bands during his high school years. So, like, guitar player. Yeah. In, in Washington. Yeah. Washington, yeah. Mm. Music changed everything for him, especially when he discovered punk rock. Mm-hmm. Quote, I'd have to say that it was the first defining event in my life, he said uh, in an interview in the New York Times. In punk, there's an extremely kind of conformity to all the non-conformity. You realize in all this rebellion that everyone is doing the same thing. But in a weird way, that kind of lets you eventually forget the rules and then you can be yourself. I like this way of thinking. I like that too, yeah. yeah. The idea of like there's a conformity and non-conformity. I think that's totally true. In punk? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you know me. I'm famously in touch with punk. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, boy. You're a jock through <laughs> Hello, fellow punks. <laughs> I, too, have safety pins through my ears. Oh, God. Did you ever have kids who did that? Yeah. Oh, speaking of punk. Oh, no. Um, Al did share with me <laughs> Fuck. a picture of their... High school boyfriend. Um, he listens to this podcast. Oh, he does? Hello. I'm going to give him a compliment. Okay. Um, I think you were, th- via via this picture of your high school boyfriend, <laughs> and you and I never met when we were little. Yeah. I think you were cooler than I was. Oh, he's absolutely cooler. Yeah, like. <laughs> <laughs> no question. I was like, cooler. I could not believe this little. Well, that, to be fair, he didn't look like that when I met him. Oh, no? no. Well, well, I mean, he had a little, like, Mohawk thing going on. 
Yeah, he yeah. used to spike it up with glue. Yeah, dang. Like, I'm like, oh, I was really cool in high school. <laughs> I was not. <laughs> no, <laughs> not no, no, at no. all. Cooler than me. Yeah, that's accurate. The kid who wore giant cargo shorts, Hawaiian shirts, and ran the improv club. Well, to be fair, I wore a lot of corduroy. <laughs> Yeah, but you were cool. I was not. I can't emphasize this enough. I was not cool. Uh, I my the circle the the boys I dated were Boy Scouts. I what played D and D. I but D and D's punk and cool. Wasn't then. Um, uh, I sat at a table in the library at lunch with a bunch of boys that like Star Wars too much. I don't know. <laughs> I saw that boyfriend and I was like, "Well, dang, that was cool." Well, a compliment to him. Yeah. To you, <laughs> I just like to think about when we were like when we were in high school. If we were to meet each other, yeah, what impressions were were we to have get? And if I saw you and your boyfriend, I'd be like, oh, they're really cool. Well, but <laughs> I'm just gonna take the compliment. Okay, just take, just take it. <laughs> me, when if you if you clocked me, it'd be like, oh, wow. I would have been like, that kid looks like fun. <laughs> or no, I think you would have been that kid's a little much. <laughs> Yeah, bro. I was. I was. I was. I was and am an introvert. So yeah, that's yeah, fair. I was. Boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. <laughs> I was lie until they, until I can make friends with someone. Aww. Um, Everman's big break happened when his childhood friend introduced him to a guitarist and a bassist from Olympia, who were considered adding another guitar player to their band. Jason Everman seemed to be the perfect fit to their heavy gloominess that permeated the new Washingtonian-born grunge scene. Mm. Jason was also a good addition because the band owned a large amount of money to the producer of their first album, Bleach. Uh, Do you know? Do you know? Yeah, but you tell me. (laughs) Come on, you're punk. (laughs) Jason was very generous. Chris Novoselic, the band's bassist, said in an interview, and he had a job. So, like, he had bucks, okay? <laughs> you know how it uh, said it was recorded for, like, 600 and something bucks on the back of the record? Well, Jason paid for that. Wow. $606.17 later, Jason Everman was part of Nirvana. That is what I thought. That's what you thought? Last okay. Last <laughs> it's okay. It's a safe space here. It doesn't feel safe sometimes. Oh. <laughs> I, I didn't get into Nirvana until way, way later. I never really had a Nirvana. No. Period. I was, uh, maybe I downloaded it off of LimeWire. <laughs> like I did Radiohead and the Flaming Lips and yeah. it all mixed together. The first band tour, however, tore the partnership apart. Quote, we had some great shows with Jason, Novoselic said, but then things went south really fast. Somewhere along the way, a cloud formed over Jason, an impenetrable inwardness that just hung there. He wouldn't talk to anyone, completely removing himself from the circle. Novoselic wanted to kick Everman out of the band, but 20-year-old men famously are not great with conflict. Instead of firing Jason, they just canceled the rest of the tour and drove straight home from New York to Washington. 50 hours in complete silence. Oh my god. These punks, these like grunge artists were not brutal. <laughs> like, right? That's not that's not a grunge thing. That's Kirk, a Kirk, yeah, that's uh Kirk and Dave and uh Chris were like, Ugh. To be honest, I never had any expectations about the gig. Everman told the New York Times in an interview, it just ended. Back in Seattle, after going separate ways with Nirvana, Jason got another phone call from another local band. Their bass player, Hiro Yamamoto, had just quit after feeling the band was getting too big too fast. And I love this because 
the grunge scene is like anti-establishment yeah. and you had a lot of band members of that scene like quitting the band because like oh we're getting too famous yeah i respect uh, it i respect it everman had briefly played with them while they were still a garage band so he was on the top of their list we knew things ended with nirvana on less than ideal terms kim Thale, uh their guitarist told me he didn't fit with nirvana big deal that's them we're Soundgarden. <gasps> We're a different animal. Okay. 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 The next year, Jason Everman toured with Soundgarden throughout the U.S. and Europe, but he still felt a little behind. He was 22 and everyone else in the band was several years older. Quote, I was drinking water from a fire hose, Jason <laughs> said in an interview. But I thought that this was it. This was going to be my identity. Did, were you into Soundgarden? Um, I had heard their singles. Yeah. Uh, but I, you know, I wasn't like a big fan. I heard Spoonman. Oh, yeah. And uh, who's this? Like, it was a Seattle figure at, around that time. And I'm like, this is dumb. What are we talking about Spoonman? <laughs> Why are we talking about Spoonman? What, what, what is this? Spoonman? like a, a Victoria band making a song about the Vader what plays <laughs> yeah, the violin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Vader violin, famously. 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 famously exactly. Yeah. Talking about the guy, right? I think, I guess the only song I probably knew was Black Hole Sun. Black Hole Sun. Which was, well, you know, I think they're probably the most famous. I like Chris Cornell just because he had the guts to sing on a Spider-Man soundtrack. <laughs> right? He sang in a Spider-Man. Can I just say this? The Spider-Man, the two, two what, 2000? Tobey Maguire. Tobey Maguire. Yeah. 2003, 2004. Doesn't matter. Spider-Man soundtrack, bangs. Banged. 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 Fucking slaps. Is fire. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and you know what? Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man, the best Spider-Man movies. The best to do it. The best, the Frankly, only. the best Have to I do it. Have I seen any other Spider-Man movies in which to compare it to? Well, no. with these other twinks? I don't think so. <laughs> They're they're not greasy enough for me. Okay, I want my I want my Peter Parker greasy. I want him to look like he is thirty years old. <laughs> I want him with five o'clock shadow, baby. Oh, just emo Peter Parker in Spider Man three was it? It's two. I had uh, I oh just I was I had a big crush on Tobey Maguire. Of course you did. And I I had several pictures up on my wall. To- was it Toby versus Elijah? Who whom's would win in a oh that's, fight to the death for your heart? That honestly probably the hardest question for fifteen year old me to answer. Come on, come on, come on! I think it's got to oh. <laughs> they were just they just both had that energy of the boy you want to be, you know? Oh yeah, the T T boy energy. T- they had yeah T boy swag. <laughs> T boy swag that I desired and wanted for myself. <laughs> a little guy. <laughs> probably to... probably I give it to Toby. I think you to, I would give it to Eliza. Elijah. Mm. Um, I give it to Elijah. I give it to Elijah. <laughs> Anytime, buddy. But when Soundgarden returned home, there was a band meeting where Chris Cornell finally cut to the chase. It wasn't working out. Ugh. Jason Everman was fired again. This guy can't catch a break. <laughs> now, um, yeah. Oh, no. No, 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 no. This is it. This is it. <laughs> in, in music trivia... Everyone talks about Pete Best. Yeah. The fifth Beatle. Who More like walked- Pete Worst. <laughs> he was right? fine. Am I right? He was fine. Couldn't get it. <laughs> he was fine. <laughs> I, honestly, I was going to do the story about Pete Best, but I found a, someone who Pete Bested twice. So this is better. And then I didn't have to talk about the Beatles. Uh, everyone talks about Pete Best, the fifth Beatle, who walked away from the band right before Beatlemania hit. Jason Everman has been called the double Pete Best. <laughs> 
A guitarist who played with the biggest band of the 90s, but left before they reached worldwide notoriety. Incredible. Incredible. <laughs> Incredible. By the way, uh, Jason Everman, after all this, he just went into the military. <laughs> Because he has some stuff to figure These out. These are the people that the U.S. military is preying on. <laughs> the grunge boys. The, the grunge, grunge boys kicked out of multiple bands, can't hack it in the grunge scene, and they're saying, we'll give you benefits. Come with us. Because it's like, oh, not, I want conformity and then non-conformity. <laughs> the Pete Best phenomenon has occurred all through popular culture. From the fourth stooge, Ted. Did oh, you know there was a I fourth did, stooge? Yeah. To Bill and Ted and Bob. What? It was a. F- <laughs> Who's Bob? Who's Bob, baby? Who the fuck is Bob? I don't know. A minion? Banana. No. <laughs> did you imagine? Well, they all are all owned by Universal. Yeah. Wow. That's the new film. By the way, in my sources, there's a TV tropes. Of Pete Best. Oh, really? There's a whole fucking list. That's it's incredible. fucking amazing. I'm going to have to dive in. Yeah, that. it's so good. Uh, Jason Averman is the ultimate because he was... Not Pete Best. He was, A, not Pete Best. Two, he double Pete Bested. Uh, uh, there have always been people or You characters. might say, huh? he bested Pete. Bravo. You did laugh. Yeah, I did. I just want the record to show you. I did laugh. You did laugh. I giggle. I I did giggle. More at your very (laughs) maniac laugh that you did. (laughs) And the fact you locked eyes at me (laughs) in a violent way. (laughs) What? You're like, laugh. (laughs) (laughs) There have always been people or characters who missed their chance at a big break. Mm. But what about corporate mascots? Oh, now I'm horny for it. (laughs) You ready to talk, to talk about the Pete Best oh, corporate mascot? Am I ever? <laughs> Hell yeah. It was 1928 when a cereal first hit the grocery store shelves. Advertising then mostly kept to the radio, where announcers talked about how this new rice cereal, quote, merrily snapped, crackled, and popped in a bowl of milk. Oh my god. Oh my god. What? <laughs> Al, there's four of them. What? <laughs> what was his name? I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell Kaboom? You're Pip? so fucking close. Tippity top. Ooh. Oh. Click clack. <laughs> <laughs> Click clack. The Rice Krispie elf who's serving. <laughs> you Rice Krispies. <laughs> Click clack. Artist Vernon Grant heard the jingles constantly in his spare time. And so then he drew out a small beings to personify each sound. After a bit of polish, Grant sent his work to an ad agency in Philadelphia, which was handling the Kellogg's campaign at the time. The cereal company liked what they saw, and soon the trio, which Grant referred to as my children, <laughs> yes, began to appear on boxes of Rice Krispies. Incredible. My children. My, my children. My boys. My babies. <laughs> My beautiful boys. I'm going to kiss them all on the forehead. <laughs> uh, in the very first Rice Krispies commercial in 1939, Snap appeared in a chef's hat, Crackle, the middleest brother, wore a knit beanie, and Pop, the youngest, sported a marching band cap. I didn't know that, A, they were brothers, and B, like, they had this look from the beginning. I didn't either. That's wild. And I under... I like why these... Hats, because the chef hat, I understand. Yeah, the beanie, I guess, is the kind of the 
funny one. But the band camp didn't make any sense. It's a band kid. Oh, yeah. Those band kids. They're trying to hit all their marks. They are. Actually, that is the three genders. (laughs) (laughs) Chef, beanie, and band. (laughs) I am a beanie. Oh. What are you? I think I'm a chef. I think you are a chef. You do have chef energy. I just watched The Bear, by the way. Oh. Speaking of T-Boy swag. (laughs) The little guy, the little chef man. Yeah. He looks like a hot uh, 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 Gene Wilder. Yeah, the people have said this, and yeah, it's true. Yeah, it is very. I am, sh- I am like ghosted by. Like I'm like, You're ghosted. I'm haunted. <laughs> he was very good on um, that show about that family what lived in Chicago. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's all you get. That's like, <laughs> racking my brain. Family matters. Sure. Can't remember the name. of it. <laughs> <laughs> The three showed up in all of Rice Krispies advertising, making their first big break on the Howdy Doody show in 1948. So again, this is a smaller cereal still. It's the greatest question of our time. Hmm. Howdy doody. Howdy doody. Howdy doody. Howdy doody. <laughs> I love how it's a question and an answer. <laughs> but in the early 1950s, Kellogg's marketers tried to sneak in a fourth. Why have crispy. the fact? Fourth crispy. Just like we need another one. We need another Why? one. We need another one. You haven't cataloged all the sounds that could be made. <laughs> well, it was the 50s and it was a time of space fever. <gasps> space fever. Flash Gordon was adapted from a comic book to a live action TV show in 54 and Disneyland's Tomorrowland opened in 55. This was also the height of the Soviet and U.S. space race. Mm. Kellogg's tried its best to get into the trend, issuing patches from every American manned space mission from Freedom 7 to Apollo 10 as in-box prizes. <laughs> Dope. I love an in-box prize. In fact, sugar-coated cornflakes, which is not rice, uh, frosted flakes, but this was before that. Yeah, just the cornflakes. Just the cornflakes that were sugar-coated. Went into outer space with Apollo 11 as the crew's breakfast. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Not even made into freeze dry. Now I have a question. Was Apollo 11 the one which had the problems? Houston, we have a problem. That's a, is that Apollo 13? Was that Apollo 13? Which one know. was Tom Hanks in? Which one had the monkey? Which one had the monkey? You know, the monkey what went to space? I don't think that was an Apollo. I think they just put him in a little spacecraft and sent him up. I don't <laughs> think there were people in there. Rip. Rip. <laughs> Rip that monkey. No, I think there was, I think there was at least one person in there. Really? I don't think the monkeys made it. We'll get it. there. We'll get there. I'm sure, I'm sure we'll figure it. We'll talk about this sure monkey. We'll I just like the idea of like how now we're aware of like you cannot have crumbs in space because that can fuck up your shit. Your, your shit's going to be fucked. But back then, cornflakes. Corn <laughs> you get one cornflake in there. Famously crummy. Oh, my God. <laughs> the little sugar coating like flying and oh getting God. in people's eyes and stuff. So it's no wonder that the cereal company tried its best to shoehorn the space craze into its corporate fold by introducing the fourth Rice Krispie friend, Spaceman Pow. Pow. Oh, wow. Pow. Spaceman Pow. But they don't make that noise. They don't make the noise. They don't. Here's the thing is that they don't make that noise. Well, I'm going to tell you what it's all about. Okay. Pow. A way buffer version of the Crispy Brothers. <laughs> Wait till you see him. He is. He's got that Dorito bod, friends. Oh my god. Flies into commercials with on a hovercraft. 
as the voiceover tells the viewers that, quote, pow means power and power's nice. Rice crispy power from whole grain rice. This isn't a Pete Best. This is a Cousin Oliver. <laughs> to me. I mean, it's a Pete Best as in Rice Krispies weren't that hot yeah. yet. And this this character kind of slid in and then left and then Rice Krispies got oh, Okay, really, okay, really, I see, I see, yeah. I see. Uh, this is also, we were just talking about the Great Kazoo. Yeah. And this is also during the same time where, like, people are shoehorning in space They're getting characters. space in there, yeah. They're getting aliens and spacemans. Why? Do not know. This is a Great Kazoo, great kazoo factor. Now, you do know there's Great Gazoo, right? Is it? With a G, yeah. Gazoo. Great Gazoo. It's alliterative. Great Gazoo. I didn't know that. Yeah, it was a kazoo. Well, I was a little kid. <laughs> I thought it was kazoo. No. See, I'm learning things every day. I love to teach. Great Gazoo is actually a better name. (laughs) (laughs) For a war criminal, yeah. Yes. (laughs) Famously a war criminal. Quote, there's not much to pow. It's mostly because of the (laughs) internet that he's even known at all. Tim Hollis says in his book that we have to get. Yeah. uh, Part of a complete breakfast. Serial characters of the baby boom era. Oh, my God. Right? I need this. So our coffee, our coffee is uh, coffee.com slash ad creeps. Please donate to our book fund. I think it's like 30 bucks on powells.com. So, you know, get us this baby boomer book, please. (laughs) Quote, he always just sort of was a footnote. And at that particular time, everything was space oriented. That's why. Yeah. How appeared in a total of two TV commercials. The Krispies character's appearance was short-lived, but the serial carried on strong without him. Snap, Crackle, and Pop remained the first and longest-running cartoon mascots ever to represent a Kellogg's product. Wow. Where Pow is just, you know, got Pete bested. <laughs> or Pow. Or Pow. It happens. It happens. It happens. Times. You ready to see Pow? I want to see Pow. Okay. <laughs> Show wow. me Pow. Okay. Uh, if you want to see Pow, you can go to our sources. We'll return after these messages. You know Snap, Crackle, and Pop, and Pow. Well, they've got a bug by the name of Pow. Pow means power, and power's nice. Rice Krispies power from whole grain rice. Yes, Kellogg's famous fresh guys, Snap, Crackle, and Pop, want you to know their silent partner, Pow. Pow doesn't say much. He just does things. Like putting power in every lightweight spoonful of Kellogg's Rice Krispies. Bet you never knew that anything so light and crisp as Kellogg's Rice Krispies could be secretly packing you full of power. Power to run faster, energy to jump higher, and stamina to keep on the go longer. Tomorrow morning's a good time to meet Snap, Crackle, Pop, and Pow! Right in Kellogg's Rice Krispies now. Pow means power and power's nice. Rice Krispies power from whole grain rice. Welcome back to the show. I feel like, one, I feel like this is the kind of commercial that we see parodied so often in, uh, you know, in the, the decades to come after the 50s. Um, two, I feel like the description of Pow is the kid you don't want to have at your daycare. Uh, he doesn't say much. He just does things. He just does things. He just does things. And he's a bigger He's a bigger boy. Pow is the kid in that vine of the, where they're like, what's that, Tommy? A knife? <laughs> no! Put it down! 
Oh. He is a big boy. He's taller. He's a big boy. He's, he's taller. A, like a head taller than the other boys. Now, the other, the Rice, uh, Snap, Crackle, and Pop, they're brothers. They're this brothers. is like cousin? Like, they're, they're, <laughs> he's not related. He's yeah. of the same cereal race, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Species? They're elves. They're cute. Snap, Crackle, and Pop are so cute. They are very cute. And Pow is just like this muscle bound. Honk. <laughs> Like fella, I I put and I think it's the same. Um, Grant, the guy who created Snap, Crackle, and Pop, I'm pretty sure he created. Don't quote me on this. The um, the elf cookie guys. Oh, Keeblers. Keeblers. Yeah. I'm pre- and I think they're the same. They're very similar. They're yeah. the same kind of uh, cereal mascot people's uh, culture. <laughs> if you will. But Pow just seems. He would be like on the Elvin NBA team. Yeah. <laughs> the Brownie NBA. You know what I mean? He's yeah. big, he's a big boy. Pow is an athlete for sure. He is an athlete. Um, but he flies around in that funny little thing. That's fun. And uh, the other boys get on board and they yeah. all fly away. And they and point at things. They point at things. They say, y'all, y'all have power if you eat this. And then there's a little boy. There's a little boy. Oh, very we cute love little him. boy. We love him. You're just sitting at a table in a little striped shirt. Classic little 1950s lad. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and Pow comes in on his little flying saucer and he, yeah. he zaps some cereal into the little boy's spoon. And my favorite part is the propaganda. Uh, and I will say propaganda. <laughs> yeah. That whole green rice will give you power. <laughs> yep. Famously. They're still pushing this. Famously, they're still folks. This that's today. not how nutrition works. No. I mean, you'll get. I guess it's a like it's a carb, so it's like high in sugars, so your body will yeah. go. But then you're just going to be hungry again. True. Rice Krispies. I love Rice Krispies. I will not say boo about Rice Krispies. I would say it's my favorite snacking cereal. When I just want like a plain cereal, right? Mm, mine's mini weights. Oh yeah. Oh well, like non sugared, right? Why would I have them without sugar? No, that's what I mean. My favorite non-sugar cereal. Why would I eat cereal that doesn't have sugar in it? (laughs) The power of whole grain. Rice? (laughs) Rice? What the fuck? (laughs) But the fact that this boy eats this (laughs) cereal and he's like, I gotta go. I'm energized. (laughs) And he runs real fast. He hops over a fence to show how powerful he is. And then he rides a bike. (laughs) That could be you. And then they don't show him, but like five minutes later, he's just going to take a real nap. <laughs> and he needs to like eat some protein because that's not going to, it's not going to take you for very much longer. Oh my God. Rice Krispies is good because it's like low in calories. It doesn't fill you up. So like when you get really high at like nine o'clock at night, you just have a big bowl of Rice Krispies. Rice Krispies are good for oh. one thing, in my opinion, and What's that's that? Rice Krispie squares. Oh, yeah. That, you know, you try with all these other cereals. I've tried, like, with Cheerios. It's and just all, not the same. It ain't the it's same. It's not the same. There's just something about it. The, the little wheat puffs are good. Sometimes Those are good. Sometimes you find a place that does a little wheat puff square yeah. with chocolate. That's yeah. good. Oh, but Rice yeah. Krispie squares are... There's just something about them. It's their own, they're their own I'm thing. I'm sure there's an ad creep about, like, the origins of Rice Krispie squares and how it saved Rice Krispies. Oh, yeah. Because I think without the square, I think Rice Krispies is a bottom I tier. I think they would have snapped, crackled, popped, and fizzled. <laughs> <gasps> That's the new brother. And you can quote me. <laughs> Kellogg's, we coming for you. <laughs> Anything else about this commercial? No, but it is 2023. It is famously 2023. Famously, it is 2023. Yeah. Uh, and I think the thing is that they might even re-air this commercial. Oh, yeah. But with but. a twist. Okay. Because when Pop flies in and he puts the cereal in the little boy's hand yeah. and the little boy raises it to eat. There's a freeze frame. Yeah, okay. And then it's like, what happened to Pow? 
<laughs> we get a VH ones behind the cereal. Behind the music. <laughs> Everything was going well for Snap, Crackle, and Pop with their new cereal brother beside them. <laughs> we... But what dark secret was Pow hiding? <laughs> like like fucking 90-year-old Pow, we interview, we find him in like an old folks home when we interview him, he stalls the little helmet. <laughs> and there's just like photos of Pow just like face down in powdered sugar. <laughs> <laughs> they interview like Tony. <laughs> He's like, we were all worried about the guy. <laughs> You know, he was uh, he was preaching the whole grain lifestyle, but on the side, he was in that sweet stuff. Oh my gosh, that makes so much sense because whole grain rice don't give you shit. Yeah. But the power is cocaine. Yeah. Or powdered sugar or for, pow- if you're an elf. Well, yeah. If you're an elf. <laughs> <laughs> and his body, I mean, he had a great body, but it was all steroids. human growth hormones. Yeah, he was on horse. He was on horse tranquilizers <laughs> and horse steroids. Sometimes they mix those two up. And then, you know, Snap, Crackle, and Pop are there, and they're like, we were just worried about him, you know? But uh, in the, <laughs> They kicked him out. At the end of the day, we had to cut him loose, because it's about the bottom line. I think they Chris Cornelled and... and I think like, they did, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. I don't think there was a 50-hour uh, <laughs> car trip. <Yeah. laughs> I think there was just a strongly worded letter and yeah. maybe an intervention. Yeah, I think an intervention. And then Pow, just like J- Jason Everman, joined the military. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where he's like, oh, pow, I get it. And, you know, that was, what, 54? Yeah, 54. (laughs) (laughs) Pow does have big Korean War energy. (laughs) He was there, man. He was there, man. He was in it. He he went to the Korean War, and he felt really good. Then he went to Nam, and he... He didn't feel good anymore. (laughs) He didn't feel good anymore. I think they actually had an episode of MASH where they did a character. It was like a play on pow. Oh, really? No. No. (laughs) You could have fooled me. (laughs) Just a soldier that used to be, like, a mascot for a cereal. <laughs> and he still thinks he is. Oh, my gosh. And then he dresses up like a woman. That's the match. That's what match is That's about. That's what match yeah. is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, thank you for joining me on that journey. You're so welcome. That was fun. Do you have a local ad that gives me the same feels? I might. You do? I know I you might. do. Yeah, okay. I have a local ad from a little town. Huh? Called Camden, New Hampshire. <gasps> I'm shook. <laughs> I'm shook. Why are you shook? Why am I shook? Well, I'm, I'm from New Hampshire. And I yeah. know where Camden is. Yes, yes, yes. Camden, famously famous around the world for nothing. <laughs> Ouch. Oh, boy. Okay. Oh, no, sorry. It's not Camden. Oh. It's Salem. Oh, Salem, New Hampshire. Salem, New Hampshire. Same, Salem, New Hampshire. Famous for being the other Salem. <laughs> Famous for being the Salem that people go to are like, oh, this isn't right. This don't have witches in it. Well, maybe it was also famous for this. Kennedy Lake Park. Is it? <gasps> it's Kennedy Lake Park! I knew you'd be excited. Yes! Let's get ready to rumble with this 1998 commercial <gasps> for Kennedy Lake Park. Shoot the shoot, henceforth at Canopy Lake Park. Hell yeah, Canopy Lake Park. Now that's America. Now that's 
America. That's <laughs> colonial America. <laughs> yep. Canopy Lake Park is a park just outside of Salem, New Hampshire. And um, it, I wouldn't say a, it's a theme park. Okay. There's like theme stuff. So that's advertising the new Boston Tea Party, which is like a flume ride. A yeah. Long flume ride. Which was there when I went um, in the early 2000s. But um, it's vaguely, the park is vaguely colonial themed. Of course it is. But everything in New England is vaguely colonial themed. Um, And uh, uh, that you have a man, colonial, Mr. Colonial Manwig. Yeah. In a tri-corner hat, and he got wet. He sure did get wet. He got drenched. In the in the Boston Tea Party. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's, you know, people know that. <laughs> they sure they do. They sure do. They sure do. They have a vague idea of what, what transpired. <laughs> <laughs> Here's these people, and they got wet. They, hate, they either hated or liked tea. We're not sure. <laughs> they were mad at someone. Um, Canopy Lake Park is great because it is like many theme parks of that time period and also locale where it's just kind of like held together with glue in a dream because <laughs> i remember when we went to i was in new hampshire from i think oh, 2000 to 2004 and when we me and um we do a trip uh high school seniors mm. and juniors went to canopy lake park and when i went with my friends um the boston tea party was i guess it uh, how many how many years old? Uh, Hundreds. No, those <laughs> <laughs> it was like three years old, right? Yeah, yeah. But like there was algae kind of growing in it. <laughs> no, because yuck. Canopy Lake Park is only open seasonally because it's in fucking New England, and when it snows, you can't go to a theme park. <laughs> There's like a just, and no one wants to go on it because it kind of stank. You yeah. know what I mean? It didn't last very long. We're like the Boston Giardia party. <laughs> Actually, that's the Legionnaires in the district of the theme park. My favorite ride at Kennedy Lake Park was they had, when you walk in, they have these like giant roosters. What? And it's like um, tiny little pirate sheep ships shaped like roosters and they're on a string and they whip you around in a circle and you go almost like freaking parallel to the ground. Oh. It's great. That was the first ride I rode on that. I mean, if they got big cocks, sure, I'll go. I love it. Uh, and also, Canby Lake Park, you get to smooch with your your honey. Right? <laughs> this was not the theme park I got fingered at. Okay. Great. That was Six Flags. Yeah, no, we've we've discussed. <laughs> I mean, uh, Bless. In our Six Flags episode. So yeah. if you haven't heard that one, definitely check it out. Definitely check that one out. Oh, thank oh. you. That was a little treat. Yeah. Uh, if you have something from my childhood... So that's uh, give it back. Give it number two. Number one, give it back. So that's any local ad from New Hampshire, any local ad ad from like the Columbia River of Washington, uh, those Ontario, Ontario, yeah, to a lesser degree, Hamilton, Ontario. If you got any local ads from there, you can give it to us at creeps at gmail dot com. Yeah, yeah, uh, we would love that. We and I'll I'll take them from anywhere, frankly. <laughs> uh. <laughs> if you have a Comox Valley local ad, I doubt it. Do it. Uh, you can also uh, find the show on uh, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, co-host, and oh, Tumblr. Maybe not TikTok. It's, it's, oh, because of yeah. the no. That's so funny how we all we all went away from Twitter like this ain't this ain't gonna last, and then we went to TikTok and like oh. <laughs> I gotta tell you, I went everywhere. You went everywhere. I was trying to diversify. You did a good job. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Also, if you are feeling 
uh, friendly and and you want to give us pow, power papa power papa power uh you could always write us a review on mm. the podcast app of your choice and that would be huge for us that'd be huge huge just like those cocks in canopy lake park mm. Mm. okay that's it <laughs> until next time we are signing off, Word for my spouse. Cockle doodle do. <laughs>